0: Be a part of the best pro wrestling podcast today by supporting the Going In Raw Patreon. You can enjoy access to the live taping of the show, exclusive merchandise, and patron only episodes, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today. Click the link in the
1: description. This is the glorious one, Bobby Roode, and you're watching Going In Raw.
0: Hey, Brendo, Steve here. And Larson. And yeah, welcome to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you can be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson, available wherever fine podcasts are. Be sure to hit that subscription button and the notify bell next to it. You never know, YouTube might be trying to deny you your new Going In Raw content. Ooh, today is the Thursday, the 2nd of, of November. November yes. And guess what? There is a massive sale right now on all of our shirts at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash Going In Raw. Fifteen percent everything. Use the promo code. Fifteen
1: percent off everything.
0: Fifteen percent. What did I say? You said fifteen everything. Fifteen everything. No, fifteen percent off everything. That's weird.
1: In my brain, I thought I said fifteen percent off. Sick. I can't hear very well out of this ear. Oh man, it got all plugged up. Yeah, I'm so a, it could be my fault.
0: I'm gonna be like Wendy Williams and I fainting. should probably
1: go to a doctor at some point.
0: Fainting oh. on air. You, you should. I know. You go
1: on four weeks being sick.
0: Hey, speaking of going to a doctor, what uh, you know? What yesterday was. It's the beginning of open enrollment. Yes. Go to health. What is it? I need to
1: do that, too. It's healthcare.gov. That's or right. Or if you're in California like us, cover California.
0: I think the deadline for healthcare.gov is December 15th.
1: Yeah, but that's extended later for California. It, it, it might depend on the state because yeah. know, some states have their own marketplace. And yeah. There's a federal marketplace that covers other
0: states. But anyways, you can get, like, super cheap insurance. I read somewhere that, like, one in every eight Seven, one of our eight people can get insurance for like less than I don't know, a couple bucks a month, something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not as good as our former president explaining things. Yeah, it used I don't to know.
1: be used to be policies you get for like thirty bucks a month.
0: Here's my thing, man. I remember it's it's kind of an important issue to me. Number one, I got a family. I'm lucky enough. My wife, uh, she works for the post service, post office, and so uh, you know she gets benefits. We get you know health insurance for that. I remember, we got laid off. I was kind of freaked out. For you, because you know you're the you're the breadwinner of the family. Yeah. But thanks to uh, the affordable care act you're able
1: to uh afford health insurance
0: exactly so your family's covered Yes, yeah. yeah so make sure you get out and do
1: that so well, it's just, to take advantage of that uh, yeah. affordable health care uh, either tomorrow or this weekend i know my goodness and make sure something serious isn't going on with old larson here
0: you should uh, vlog it on your new channel is it going to be youtube.com forward slash joy of bearding
1: it's not going to be anything. So really? I have one YouTube channel. It's Stephen Larson. Dedicated well, that's our. That's energies. our.
0: That's our. No, I know. Is that
1: yeah. a subtle dig at me? No, it's not. I'll for say,
0: for I'm, dedicating some of my energies to my YouTube okay. channel. Dedicating all of, all of my energies to our YouTube channel. I feel like that's kind of a subtle it dig. Wasn't a dig. You're throwing some shade at me.
1: No, no it, shade. Anyways. Stop.
0: Anyways. Um... Patrick Sparks on our Patreon chat. Patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. You can participate in these live streams whenever we do a podcast uh, for the recaps. Uh, we invite our patrons in, the $5 and up per month mark. Uh, Patrick Sparks is asking about, uh, he says, what's this insurance? I need
1: healthcare.gov. <laughs>
0: healthcare.gov. Patrick Sparks, it's gets very, very affordable. You'll probably, you'll, you'll be good. Uh. <laughs> what? Well, the insurance is a waste of money. Oh, it really isn't, man. Just wait till something happens to you. Yeah. All right, anyways, let's talk about, uh, what were we talking about today? Oh, yeah, 205 Live, Live and NXT. NXT.
1: Yeah, My <laughs> Live was fun, but man, it, it was, was tons of fun. It was really dumb, but, but it was completely really fun. inconsequential, but it was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, it was cool.
1: Um, so let's talk Where about NXT. It was not that great. It was oh. short. It was short for NXT. It was 10 minutes shorter than 205 Live. It was 47 minutes long. Oh, really? Yeah, that's one of the first things I do when I watch both 205 Live and NXT. Because the, the length of the shows is very week-to-week. Week. Sure. Whereas I know Rod Smackdown pretty much exactly how long they're going to be. Yeah, sure. So I know how much time I have to dedicate in my evenings, my Wednesday evenings to watch wrestling. So I always pay attention to that. Yeah. Uh, 205 Live was about 57 minutes, whereas NXT was about 47 and a half. Right, right. Ten right. minutes shorter than usual, and it yeah. felt like it. It felt yeah. like it needed some more heft to it. Yeah. It was very slight. Uh, Yeah, but, okay, so, NXT,
0: you're right about that. There's some good stuff going on, and the end, even though I had, you know, we literally did a daily episode about it like a month ago, so I knew exactly what was going to happen, the execution and the reaction of the participants involved with the announcement that was oh, that made was about WarGames was cold. fit was, so I, I had chills. The yeah. way Regal delivered that announcement, I had chills. Well, I did, marked out. He
1: did it step by step, and as, as you, you heard the... You know, portions of fans realize what he was leadi- going towards. Yeah, you know, with every little detail he was disclosing. Yeah, um, when he said two rings, and you hear the first major pop, mm-hmm. people realize, oh snap! Yeah, he's talking about War Games. Yeah, and then he said surrounded by a cage, and other yeah. people are like, oh snap! He's talking about war games, yeah. and then he said war games,
0: and didn't believe they had the logo ready. <laughs> yeah.
1: So this was a well-thought-out plan. It was so well done, but let's, <laughs> that's going to be the end of what
0: we're talking about. Let's go, we'll start at the beginning with, uh, what's it called?
1: 205 Live.
0: 205 Live, that's right. Are we going to keep on covering the show? Yes. Okay, all right, fair enough.
1: Uh, because this is the first episode where I didn't necessarily feel like I missed Neville. They kept me entertained enough for the whole hour. That I didn't I mean I missed Neville.
0: Yeah, but they're not going to be. They're not. It's not going to be like this
1: all that often. I don't know. I, look, if they if they bring in the new names that we, we had know heard about it, then maybe you know why because Enzo wasn't why? on the show. There's no Enzo. There's no Kalisto.
0: Oh, there's no Kalisto. That probably is the main thing. So it's
1: all focused on the undercard. I vastly yeah. uh, prefer. What's going on in the undercard in two o five live as opposed to the main event scene? I was I was
0: so enamored uh, this week of Mustafa Ali that I started rebranding him in my head because I feel like his outfit is kind of cheesy. I don't, I'm not huge on his outfit, but he's he's got a great look. Oh, he's, he comes off as so personable too. He's got a great charisma. He come, You're right. He comes off as super personable, but he looks cool. That's my thing. Got to look cool. Yeah, he does look. Cool. He, he looks right? really cool. He does look cool. I'm just not huge on the outfit. So, I don't know. I was thinking, man, how okay, could, like.
1: I think we just lost the top.
0: How about this? Yeah, I know. That's step one for sure. How about this? Tatted up a Pepsi tattoo here, a Cobra Commander I mean, tattoo if you here.
1: This, this line of thought. I'm just going to get up and listen,
0: leave. man. Besides Dick Cavett, who is cooler than Sam Punk? I could probably think of a few people. Freddie Mercury, <laughs>
1: David Bowie, and that's it. Uh, <laughs> why am I on yesterday's notes? Come on. I don't know. Because he didn't. Start this show prepared. I have notes. The show kicked off with Drew Gulak. Oh, I like him. Dropping a promo. Yeah, he's great. He's always great. And he had a new PowerPoint presentation. Um, Drew Gulak's plan for a better Halloween. Oh, this is what it. Halloween would be like in his Drewtopia.
0: I kind of feel like the Drewtopia and the Larso and the Larstopia. I think they're kind of the same thing. I can see because he's like no candy. No
1: problem with candy, I just don't need it personally. But,
0: but yeah, that's the thing. No candy. If you want everybody to live your philosophy, which I kind of think deep down you do. No, I don't
1: want that. Yeah.
0: Like you made a subtle dig of me earlier in the show. Sure
1: I don't dig. I misspoke. I kind of feel like. They're so like, I didn't t- really th- throw a two-sweet. I was pointing. It looked like a two-sweet.
0: You want to give me one now?
1: Not going to Show have, the
0: maybe. people that you're not. If you want to prove that it wasn't a dig of me, give me a two-sweet. No. No two-sweet? Really? Can I have sweet beer? I'll beard? cough on your hand. That's okay. I've been living in your cough all week long. <laughs> Anyways, this was great. Drew Gulak's plan for a better, better Halloween. I liked that he had his face
1: on a pumpkin yeah that was cute and he, he likes to point out that he creates all these PowerPoint presentations and the, the
0: his his <coughs> vocal build up what is that uh, yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's <laughs> I don't know Drew Gulak is a
1: freaking treasure everybody he really is he's great so the first two slides of this PowerPoint presentation uh, no candy uh, <laughs> no trick or treating yeah and then before we get to slide three Akira Tazawa's music
0: hit he was running down kids with bad teeth and uh, I don't think he's fat shamed anybody, but he was talking about bad teeth. People are careful about fat shaming. Yeah,
1: Tony Neese got the closest when he started calling people slobs. <laughs> yeah, he did. Oh, I love Tony Neese oh, too. Great. God dang it, he's great. I love it's, it's such a small detail when he opens up his vest by flexing his pecs. It's That's great, That's fantastic. <laughs> it's so awesome.
0: Uh, Drew Gulak versus Akira Tozawa. Good match. Fun no, match. this is a really fun match, man. I can never get enough of Akira Tozawa's uh, suicide dives when he goes his head first.
1: Oh, I know. It's a it's a flying headbutt through They're the ropes. great. They're fantastic. Like I why hmm. so like every face they had on the card last night. Yeah, it's like man, they'd be so much better taking on Enzo.
0: <laughs> Every
1: <laughs> single one of them has way right, more than Just as good in the ring as I know.
0: I know. Like if they, if I'll put it this way, if they all had matches in PWG, I could maybe see if Kalisto was the standout guy. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, 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 But given that they're in the WWE doing things a certain way, you're right. There's a much more parody and. They all have more charisma. Oh yeah, across the board. I was
1: noticing; I've noticed this for a while about uh, specifically Mustafa Ali, but some of the other uh, competitors that I feel like they're asked before the matches, slow it down a bit.
0: Because mm-hmm.
1: I feel like Mustafa Ali is like in terms of the the transition move to move, is probably running about seventy five percent of what he can actually do.
0: Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no, I, I can, feel like he's yeah, way I faster
1: that. than. I, I felt that way about Seth Rollins.
0: Hey, but you know what? We're I agree with you on that. Um. One thing to point out, too, Wrestling Observer had the ratings for the mm-hmm. network and, and uh, 205 Live, number five. Yeah. Number five. That's fantastic. That's really, really stinking cool, man. I know. And, I mean, it's, it's rare that you can actually point to the WWE saying, hey, let's do this, and let's see if this works. I know. Translates pretty immediately into results. Wow. I know. This did. You know? I mean, it's a bummer in, in the respect that, well, we don't have Neville. But at the same time, like, you know, if it, if it sort of bolsters... I wonder
1: what would happen if Neville had said, I'm going to write out this Enzo feud,
0: mm-hmm.
1: see what happens. Yeah. Um, and then if he were co-responsible for this uptick in ratings, I know Enzo is going to get most of the credit. Um, if he ever had
0: more leverage? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know.
1: I just want Neville back.
0: Yeah, I want Neville back too. No, I want him back too. I just, I, I if he comes back, I want him main roster.
1: Oh yeah, but I want him to be happy. Um, <clears throat> anyways, so. Akira Tozawa picked up the win over uh, Gulak with the top rope senton. hmm. Um, fun match. All the matches last night or Tuesday night were super fun. Yeah, they're really good.
0: I'm, I, it's, I'm very, I'm <clears throat> very, very happy. Like, look, here's the thing. Two hundred five live is not perfect. Um, there are some things that I would love to see that I think would make the show more exciting. Um, but I'm willing to be patient with that. Yeah. And if the ratings are stay the way they are, then I, we're safe in those guys keeping their jobs and yes. and us being able to enjoy the and show. The, and
1: you know, we're not a huge we're not huge fans of what they're doing with the title scene. Yeah. But I think we both uh, enjoy enough of the uh, undercard talents. Yeah. Keep us invested in the show. Yeah,
0: well they do they do and they do enough things. So take for example this next uh Rich Swan, Cedric Alexander <laughs> backstage. Oh, I thought it was on the match already. Um so Cedric was basically telling Rich Swan, you know, you can't let people run you down like that. You know, why are you cool with uh, you know, uh Gallagher and uh Kendrick calling you a clown? And then Rich Swan's like, Well what am I supposed to do about it? And then Cedric Alexander produces a clown's nose. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, well, what are they going to do? And I'm well,
1: I think uh, Cedric said, they want a clown? Just yeah. give them a clown. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, thought he was kind of setting up for a heel turn. I know, me too. I'm on Cedric heel turn watch. I know, I kind of am too. Like 2017. Rich got there dressed as a clown. Yeah. And then uh, somehow I'll inadvertently co- uh, uh, cost you the match. Yeah. And then proving... Kind of in, yeah. in at least uh, Brian Kendrick and Jack Gallagher's minds uh, that they are correct.
0: It's gonna be a bad year for Ritzwan if another friend turns on him. I know. You already had TJP. You lost that
1: friendship. I know. Well, Brian Kendrick and uh, him were supposed to be. Is that when the let's put some of the backstory there match too, wasn't it? <coughs> My No, I'm thinking of TJP Kendrick. Sorry. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, so anyways, then we had Mustafa Ali promo talking about growing up in Chicago and uh, going out for Halloween. Uh, and how I, I I guess that in his area it was not safe to go out. Is that what you got? That's what I put
1: together too. Yeah. Right.
0: I mean, Chicago's the areas of Chicago are known to be a bit on the violent side. Evidently, he grew up in one of those areas, and that uh, he said, "I always knew to get my candy." Yeah, lifted up he
1: his had thing, a, a bucket.
0: They honestly, it kind of confused me because I was like, "Wait a second.
1: But well, he delivered it with enough charisma that I was into it.
0: I didn't really care, exactly. Yeah, I was yeah. like, I
1: don't know what you mean,
0: because how did you get candy if you had to go dodge bullets? I didn't really know what he meant. But <laughs> it was, he seemed like, I mean, he, look, I love candy. He loves candy. Connection made.
1: Yeah. <laughs> anyway. I guess based on this episode, I have more uh, in common with Tony Neese.
0: I guess you do, yeah. I thought that actually watching it. I was yeah.
1: like, oh, he's like Larson, what a bastard. <laughs>
0: um, next up, we uh, had the
1: announcement that uh, at Survivor Series, it won't be a five-on-five cruiserweight battle. It'll be Enzo versus Kalista. Didn't they already announce at first there's going to be an elimination match for the uh, between the cruiserweights? I thought they announced that. They at least alluded to it when they had that match on Raw that had uh, Team Lucha Lucha against the Zoe Train,
0: I relied on you for that one because I was like, I remember specifically being like, uh, yeah, I don't want to see this. I don't want this, these people on Kalisto's team. And you're like, no, that's the Survivor Series team. And I was like, really? They said that? And you're like, yeah, they said that. I thought they did. So <laughs> I think, sometimes I think, that, look, you have good ideas. You have some very good ideas. And oh, yeah, I, I really like, want
1: that idea to come to fruition. I just
0: think you think your ideas are, like, happening.
1: Could be. We don't really Instead live in that world, man. About my fantasy booking.
0: That's yeah. That's that's the end of the road for you, man. Uh, next up, we had Brian Kendrick versus Rich Swan. What was this, like a sixty-minute match? This is a yeah, a really gave long match. Three
1: matches on the show. A ton of time. This is
0: great, man. It was really long. So um,
1: it started out with a lot of comedy spots because Rich well, Swann was yeah, dressed as clown.
0: They were both dressed as clown. Well, Rich was full clown. Cedric was clown face.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, and Rich came out to
0: he came out to the clown music in titantron, titantron, titantron. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, and so there's a lot of comedy spots, but uh, as the match progressed, no more comedy spots. It got super intense. Oh, for sure. End. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so by the end, it was a pretty hard-hitting affair. Um, uh, Jack Gallagher got tripped up on the apron. It took a really rough landing.
0: Yeah, he did. The crowd kind of was like, ooh. Yeah, on the apron. The edge of
1: the apron. Yeah. Um, but uh, Rich Swan picked up the win with a Phoenix Splash, and I was worried he might have needed Brian Kendrick in the face.
0: Yeah, me too. Yeah, Kendrick wasn't really that far. I'm glad you mentioned that. He wasn't really that far out. And so uh, when he hit it, <coughs> man, it looked like, oh, It God. looked like
1: Rich Swann, to his credit, might have realized uh, right before impact.
0: Of course, correct a little bit. He
1: uh, stuck his uh, left leg out a,
0: a bit. Yeah, yeah.
1: And I think in an effort to avoid hitting Kendrick in the head.
0: Yeah, that could be nasty.
1: Yeah, I mean, we saw that with Kidman uh, doing a shooting. Chavo Guerrero. And, and yeah. dropping his knee right on Chavo's head.
0: Not good. Uh, next up we had a Gran Metalik promo. Um, I don't really care about him talking, I just want to see him walking I thought even this stuff. was,
1: this was entertaining.
0: Uh, I don't really remember what he said, what did he say? Oh, he was was it was all about, in
1: Spanish. Yeah, but he's talking about, uh, Dia, uh, De La Mortis. Ah, yeah. And re- saying, I think. it means Day of the Dead. Yeah, it was like either, uh, Halloween or the day after is the first day of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and relating that to what he was going to do in the match, it was good.
0: Yeah, no, it was good stuff.
1: Main uh, event, the Fright Night Fatal 4-Way. Mm-hmm. Saw so Mustafa Ali this versus... great. It was tons of so fun. What
0: so was, what was the setting, the setup for the Fright Night Fatal 4-Way? Well, it was like Night the
1: street fight on Raw. There's, there's pumpkins, all sorts of... pumpkins, jack-o'-lanterns all around the ring, there's, tables with yeah. candy. There was a bucket you could bob apples in. Yeah. Candy corn, uh, kendo sticks. mm mm-hmm. um, And they took... Oh, there's skeletons on the ring uh, post. This was post. ridiculously fun. They took full advantage of all the toys they had. And the
0: crowd was thoroughly into it. Oh, yeah. Because they understood how ridiculous it was. My favorite part is when they started chanting for the candy corn, and uh, they did the spot where all the candy corn was. Was it on the table? Yeah, or something yeah, like yeah, It was on the yeah, table. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and they're making it out like it's thumbtacks. Yeah. You know? And so Tony needs ends up taking, I think, like a back body drop or something into the table from the top of yeah. uh, Grand Metal League or something like that. And uh, he goes through the table and he gets up and there's a bunch of candy corn stuck to his back. And it's like, it's, I mean, it's not, it's not like it's Legos or thumbtacks. Yeah. It's not that big of a deal, but it's funny as crap that he's selling it like it's a bunch of thumbtacks.
1: Candy corn's pretty hard, man. They could hurt.
0: What do you You don't know anything about candy corn. You don't like candy corn. Get I, out of here before. with that. When?
1: When I was a child.
0: Yeah. That was a long time ago. I
1: still know the consistency of candy corn, especially if they're a little old. They get really hard. If they're old. Uh, Daivari dropped a pretty uh, fun promo before the match, too. Oh, that's right. I love uh, Daivari. I know he's great. Uh, Mustafa Ali comes to the ring and tries to give everybody candy. He gives him the grand Mental leak. He lifts up.
0: That, that was fun. He, um, yeah.
1: he gives it to Daivari and at first. Davari's like, yeah, sure. Takes it. And then when uh, Mustafa Ali turns his back, throws it. And Tony <laughs> Nietzsche won't have any of it.
0: <laughs> he said, I don't want to be like these slobs over yeah. here.
1: He said, there's eight reasons
0: why I don't need candy or something like that. I forget what he said.
1: But uh, oh, dang. because they would, you know. Yeah, exactly. Abs. Yeah. And so there's one spot in the match where Mustafa Ali shoves a, a candy yeah, bar. And yeah, that kind
0: of became like a little story going on through the match yeah. as Mustafa Ali well, wanted to There's a, the show a lot, lot of
1: little stories, like uh, Tony Nice to wrap up his whole "I don't eat candy" bit, because you know I'm the premier athlete. At one point, he picks up a pumpkin and starts doing sit-ups like a medicine Oh, bar. that was great! And he was chucking the pumpkin <laughs> at Mustafa Ali, who's in the trio yeah, world. well. Yeah, yeah. So Navari yeah. would hand Niece a pumpkin. He'd do a sit up and chuck the pumpkin. That's
0: in the thumbnail for this episode. That Ollie, it yeah. was so much fun. Oh, it was so great.
1: Um, then you mentioned the spot where uh, early in the match, Tony Nice goes under the ring and brings out a, a, a bag, but we don't see what's in it. Mm-hmm. But the assumption is, yes, thumbtacks. Later on, he dumps it on a table thinking they're thumbtacks.
0: Mm-hmm. I like when Mustafa Ollie got the uh, witch's broom
1: yeah, out from under
0: the ring and then got up to the top and he like, flew the broom kind of. Landed on uh, on Tony Nieves and got the uh, Davari. Div- oh, it was Divari, okay. Yeah, it was
1: like a leg drop, a, a
0: broomstick leg drop. Yeah,
1: it was great. There's a lot of fun spots.
0: Yeah, this was this was a lot of fun. It was cool. Mustafa Ali is really sort of, you know, it, it's hard to to stick out from the pack sometimes, but he's really doing a heck of a job in terms of it. It's hard to stick out from the pack in terms of being like just a straight up babyface. Yeah. Because that's not really easy to do. You have to be insanely likable for you to really work as like a true babyface. I know. As opposed to like a tweener or something. Yeah, yeah. And he's got that. He's got a really infectious smile. I know. know? I know. So it's great. Uh, Let's talk about (laughs) NXT. Yeah. I love NXT. Like you said, wasn't like the best episode, but I thought there was a lot of little things in here to, uh, you know, to enjoy. It started off with a match between Tenera Conti and Nikki Cross, of course, uh, sort of finishing off their story.
1: Nikki Cross is winning that title at TakeOver.
0: Okay. The Mercedes Martinez interview doesn't uh, doesn't make you uh, change your mind on that.
1: Uh, just because she brought up Ember Moon's...
0: Uh, I think that's going to be the story after oh, is, yeah. Nikki Cross wins the title.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they've already teased... Uh, an Ember Moon-Ruby Riot program, mm-hmm. and now they're kind of teasing one between Ember and potentially Mercedes Martinez, mm-hmm. so it seems like Ember Moon's going to have her hands full. Um, or, I mean, you can look at it this way, that uh, they're getting programs ready if mm-hmm. Ember Moon happens to win the belt. But just yeah. the way Nikki Cross won that Battle Royal, yeah. uh, getting this kind of mini feud with, with Conti out of the way, mm-hmm. no one has as much momentum going into that match right now than Nikki Cross.
0: She is so loved. Mm-hmm. I, I freaking love her so much. She's so
1: great. She's fantastic. So she has to be the odds-on favorite right now. Uh,
0: Tynara Conti is a decent wrestler. Yeah. Um, she's just kind of uh, she's, <laughs> she's figuring things out. She has, like, sort of, a, when she tries to look intense, I noticed when she came into the ring, her face naturally ends up looking scared when she's trying to look intense. I noticed that, too. Like, she held up her um, her black belt, Because she's a legit black belt, apparently, which is very impressive. But she holds it up, and her hand was shaking. And it might be a little bit of nerves, or it might just be intensity. It could be one of those. But her face looked terrified. Yeah. She probably was nervous. Probably. But I think, like, she needs to work on the mirror in in trying to just, you know, show off some ferocity and not necessarily... they
1: say she's 22. Yeah. Pretty young. young Oh, yeah. She's young.
0: Yeah, huge upside, huge potential. Oh, yeah.
1: Um, Nikki Cross won pretty easily with her swinging fisherman neck breaker. I
0: love that neck breaker. Yeah, you love
1: neck breakers, Period. I do. Um, following that, uh, uh, the aforementioned Mercedes Martinez interview, where uh, she spoke about her disappointment in losing the Battle Royal,
0: and then uh, Christian McLeod asked her, I think it's her name, uh, said, "Who do you Saint think?" Cloud. Saint Cloud said, uh, "Who do you think is going to win?" And she says, "I'll tell you who's not going to win." Ember Moon, because she can't win the big one. I was like, whoa, whoa, wow. Wow. So, what do you think? Nikki Cross picks up the title at a TakeOver. That's and what my uh, is me, yeah. Ember Moon comes up short a couple times. It's like the parallel Johnny Gargano uh, thing. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, next oh, up, look at that segue. Fabian a. Eichner, who's quickly making a name for himself in NXT, kind of, but he's kind of bland. He's a good wrestler. Yeah, he's good. Johnny Gargano is a great wrestler, but uh, Fabian Eichner picked up the win
1: yeah, after a, a fantastic yeah. match. Yeah, um, I mean, good match.
0: Gargano is a flipping amazing wrestler. That uh, slingshot spear he does oh, yeah. is great.
1: Oh, I love his uh, springboard DDT thing he does. Yeah,
0: oh my God, that's good too. He's really good. Yeah, there's a lot of really, really good spots in here. It was a really hard hitting match. Um, but yeah, Eichner won, uh, won. with kind of a roll up type thing.
1: Yeah. So they're doing the story, uh, maybe they're doing the uh, Crisis of Confidence storyline. I think one. they're finally
0: taking your advice.
1: So long. Someone is watching the show, Steve.
0: As long as he didn't lose to Riddick Moss or Sabatelli,
1: <laughs> fine with that. They had a great bit in this, too. Yeah, they did.
0: But next up, we had uh, <coughs> the man the man. They were the man. advertising
1: a contract signing for the NXT title match. And, but rather than have the whole thing happen in the ring, mm-hmm. they had this segment where Drew McIntyre was in William Regal's office and himself and Regal signed the contract in there.
0: I have a huge bone to pick with this. At no point did uh, uh, Almas ever look Drew McIntyre in the eyes and say, I want to fight. That was Drew's entire thing. That was the stipulation. He told uh, uh, Zelina Vega three times.
1: I know. Look me in the eye and say, I want to fight. He never did that. I think what he was going to do was walk to the ring, contract in hand, ready to go, and say, come out here. And look me in the eye oh, okay. and I will give this to you to sign. All that's right. just my guess.
0: Yeah, you're probably right. About I don't know anything
1: okay. about spoilers or anything. That's All just right. my guess. Yeah. Um spoilers. Okay. Well, yeah, I don't know if they take the 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 upcoming episodes of NXT between now and the, oh, yeah. the takeover yet. Um to see if that's actually what happened. I don't know. Um that would be my guess though.
0: Okay. All right. Gotcha. Uh so yeah, uh he signs the contract with NXT title match. I just I would have figured that the verbal, I want to fight you, would have come before the contract thing. Yeah, by the way, like, he literally
1: goes out there and says, here's the contract, ready to go, all you have to do is ask.
0: Oh, wow, okay.
1: And then I will give that to you, you yeah. can find it when the match is on. I got you, okay. Sounds good. Again, just my own supposition. Okay. Uh,
0: next up, we had a Street Profits promo. Oh, this is great. This was amazing.
1: They were hanging out,
0: they were, like sort of vlogging, and they were saying, hey, here's the... Uh,
1: I can uh, cover this if you need it. Why don't you cover Yeah, I'll cover this. So uh, the street profits are uh, uh, in the, the, the parking lot area of full sale. And uh, they are uh, say, hey, come check this out. And it's a white Maserati. And they're saying how awesome it is. Um, and then they are approached by Riddick Moss and Tino Sabatelli. This is if you've watched uh, Breaking Ground? Ground. Yeah. You know that Sabatelli drives a Maserati. Yeah.
0: He's rich. He has a lot of NFL money. He has NFL money. Mm-hmm.
1: So, uh, as soon as I saw that Maserati, I'm like, oh, we're getting a Street Profits Moss to Sabatelli program now?
0: That's great. Uh, number two, uh, it was great because they referred to the car as our car. Yeah. Riddick Moss especially said, this is our car. Yeah, and they're like, no. Dude, this is not your, both of Are your cars. Are they now? Are they like, yeah, did they, <laughs> did, did, Did Sabatelli get, like, signed... Are they both on the registration? I don't know.
1: Are they both on the pink slip?
0: Yeah. Are they that close now? Yeah, I don't know. I'd like to know more about that. And it's funny because they never really addressed it, but uh, Angelo Dawkins did say, wait, y'all's car... He actually seemed confused I by know, it. I know. Montez Ford did not. I don't think he caught it. But Dawkins wanted to say something, I think, and I was waiting for him to say something about it. And he never did. I know. At but least he pointed good. out
1: the uh, the oddness of that statement.
0: Yeah, they didn't seem too offended by it, though. They just walked away and said, oh, okay, that's how it's going to be then. Um, so, uh, yeah, I don't know. They're just trying to look, man. They're trying to show you how to do the hustle, how to get your entrepreneurship going. And show the rewards of what can happen if you work hard. Yes. You know? That was a nice car, though. Yeah, it was nice. I wouldn't feel comfortable driving a car like that, dude. Too much. Too much, too much man. I don't know What's the really? most you'd ever spend on a car? <laughs> well, it depends. Assuming
1: like, money is no object.
0: If money is no object,
1: I'd probably say... Would you spend more than 100000 on a car? No. Yeah, I don't think I would either. No.
0: But then, you know, money's no object. Nah, yeah, no, I don't know, man. It's even if much, money was no
1: object, I'd still feel...
0: too much attention.
1: Well, not just that, but like if I'm driving, rolling around like a $300,000 car, Yeah. Uh, even with top-notch insurance, Yeah. I still know it's going to cost an arm and a leg to fix it, mm-hmm. and just knowing that is going to make me uh, self-conscious driving it. Like yeah. I don't want to drive it because I want to damage it.
0: You know what I always think of when I see massive houses? Smud bills.
1: Oh, I think what what a pain in the butt it's gonna be to clean those houses. Yeah. That large, that many rooms. But
0: then if you have it like we're so podunk though. Like if you have a house that big, you're making a lot of money and like cleaning bills and smud bills really aren't that big of a deal. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Anyways, uh let's see here. Oh yeah, so next uh was the uh supposed to be the actual contract signing between Drew McIntyre and Andrade San Um Drew McIntyre comes oh, sorry, out. Sorry, I wanna
1: mention this. I was always in the impression that William Regal was a fairly tall man. Yeah. Wow.
0: Well, the funny thing is.
1: Drew towered over
0: him. I didn't realize. Well, no. Yeah, kind of. But you know that Regal was sitting for most of that signing stuff. Because I was thinking the same thing. And I was like, oh, my God, Drew is so much bigger than him. But then at the very end of that, Regal stood up and I was like,
1: oh, he oh, was sitting down. I That's Drew, <laughs> weird. He didn't look like he was sitting down.
0: <laughs> I know. Right? I know. It was conceivable that Drew was that much taller than him. <laughs> And then Regal stood up, and I was like, "Oh, so he's not that much taller than
1: him." <laughs> was he sitting like a bar stool? I guess so. Or his feet were resting on the ground. He might even look like back. Yeah, looked like he was sitting. Yeah,
0: no, I'll show it to you after the thing. Yeah, was, Regal's six during, three. During the post show, I can show it to you. How tall is a uh, Drew? Six six, six. six six? Okay, yeah, it's, oh. it, it was about three inches. Was about right.
1: No, but when at Regal was at sitting the front, it, it was like, like a foot. foot. <laughs> yeah. No,
0: we'll, we'll, we'll watch it again during the post, show. <coughs> Patrons can see our reactions. All right. Oh, man. Anyways, this was great, and I'll tell you why this was so great. So it wasn't just any ordinary attack. Almost attacked McIntyre while McIntyre was, you know, preening on the ramp. Sometimes maybe that can be McIntyre's kind of Achilles heel, because everybody needs an Achilles heel. Maybe it's his, his confidence. Maybe it's his, you know, self-assuredness that's going to bite him in the ass, because almost just attacked him, laid him out. Great thing is when a smaller opponent attacks Drew McIntyre and immediately gets someone on the ground, you don't really notice the height discrepancy. Yeah. Um, and the best thing about this was the detail of Almas taking Zelina Vegas gum and using that to put it on the back of the contract and stick it after he signed yeah, it on nice. to
1: Drew. That was well done. That
0: was great. That was fantastic. Uh, I loved that. Drew
1: did a great job selling the beatdown, too. Man, he really did, he yeah. Was coughing and wheezing at the top, of the top of the ramp. It was good.
0: He totally did. Uh, next up, the... Uh, oh, it says... Uh, Karen says he was sitting on the desk.
1: Oh, uh, I mean, that's why... I that makes like sense, yeah. Up. Uh,
0: next up, can I just say... I. Not, i not. It's not just that I love Peyton Royce. I love Billy Kay. Yeah. Their comedic timing it is impeccable. And Billy Kay's ability to get ridiculous, with looking how she does, because she looks very elegant. You know, <coughs> like Peyton Royce is kind of goofy looking in the first place, but she and so she does comedy very well. <laughs> Billy Kay, when Peyton Royce, when Peyton Royce says, "I can't believe you're not going to be in that match with me," and Billy Kay says, "Oh no!" Oh, I know. I was, I was dying. I was I literally watched that twice because Billy Kay was cracking they're me so up. They're so charming. <laughs> so funny. Like they're legitimately funny and you don't get that very often. That's what the SmackDown Women's Locker Room needs is two people who have actual like comedic chops, Yeah. you know? Cuz man, that was funny stuff. Uh anyways, uh they were uh talking crap about Kyrie Sane, the uh the pirate gimmick. I'll be kind of honest. I was laughing at it because I kind of agree. I'm like, yeah, the pirate thing is kind of goofy. And uh, then Kyrie Sane comes around the corner, and she, like, points her elbow. <laughs> Billy Kane, Billy
1: Kay freaks out.
0: And oh, my she, God, she crazy I
1: crazy love it. I think she asked to conclude the segment, why'd she point her elbow at you?
0: <laughs> yeah, and then we find out next week they're going to fight. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. I, I freaking love them. I think they're great. I, it, it's almost like these days I almost get, like, kind of sad. I'm always like... Man, this is so good. You're going to go to Maine and not be as good. I know, it kind of bums me out now. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Anyways, uh next up. Main event. Main event. Sanity versus the Authors of Pain. Kind of, it's, it's kind of weird, isn't it? That like the Authors of Pain all of a sudden aren't book aren't being booked nearly
1: as Yeah, I know. As they I, were know before. I know. I know. It kind of started with the DIY match. Mhm. Um but then yeah, they they lost to uh Sanity. Mhm. Um to the two smaller two smallest members mm-hmm. of Sanity and Eric Young and, and Alexander Wolfe. Yeah. Like uh, Killian Dane wasn't no directly demo. involved in the match. Right. He got, he did get involved but he wasn't in the match.
0: Alexander Wolfe's a big dude and they book him pretty
1: strong. They book but him he stronger. Looks, he looks small compared to the authors of pain.
0: Yeah, he does but he was able to, God, what did he do? Oh, he German, he German suplex. one not yeah. dudes?
1: And it didn't look that b- that hard. I'll be honest, the highlight of any match with Sandy is if Alexander Wolf moshes. And he did. Yeah, he did. It was
0: great. It was if awesome. he didn't
1: do that during the course of the match, I considered a, a huge disappointment. Big miss. Yeah. Total miss. Your disappointment. Yeah. So it was a decent enough match, back and forth. Officer of Pain uh, get the upper hand. Uh, Super Collider hit the last chapter, go mm-hmm. for the pin. Right. Undisputed Era hits the ring, breaks the pinfall. Office of Pain win by disqualification. Sandy retains the title. Yeah. So they're all brawling. Killian Dane comes out, joins the fight. Uh, Undisputed Eric lays him out, too. I
0: really liked, here's the thing I really liked, if Undisputed Eric is going to be smaller than everybody, I really did like the fact that they're, as you like to call it, they're tactician skills, yes. in terms of using their numbers to overwhelm opponents, yes. I think was really, really well well used in that scrum. Yes, there
1: was one spot, I think, where Adam Cole did a chop block on somebody, mm-hmm. a, a larger man knocked right. him down. Right, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So yeah. yeah, in
1: that sense, you're correct.
0: That kind of stuff works really well. Uh, right.
1: Roderick Strong just kind of ambles out to the ring.
0: Well, yeah, because uh, Undisputed Era have um, one of the honors of pain, I think down ready for uh like yeah 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 and then Roderick strong comes out or vice versa Roderick, Roderick, Roderick strong comes out.
1: to the ring and puts on the armband so they pick up one of the offensive mm-hmm. guys um, and say all right come on yeah be one of us yeah attack
0: your final initiation yeah per- you
1: put on the armband and then
0: you prove it by being attacking violent. being violent, violent.
1: said he was uh, Roderick was violent against the undisputed era yeah he attacked them
0: attacked them all
1: um, authors of pain and Roger clear the ring. Um, uh, Adam Cole was the first out of the ring. He has the best fear face. It was great. It's in the thumbnail of this episode. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's, so he was I'm over right. by the commentary table. Just,
0: and kudos to the camera
1: guys for picking that up and him yeah. being
0: aware where they are because yeah. they got the perfect close up on him. Yeah, Cause So Ron,
1: he's, he was like, he's eventually joined by fish and O'Reilly. Uh, Roger strong throws the armband pretty much directly at Adam Cole. Yeah. Good aim. Yeah. Um, and then Regal comes out and announces war games.
0: Yeah. And the way he did it, he says, enough of this. He said, there's only one match brutal and so brutal, it hasn't been used in 20 years. They can
1: contain this chaos.
0: They can contain, they can contain this chaos. I can't really do screaming William Regal, but he's so effective when he's screaming.
1: Because it happens so rarely.
0: And he said, this match at NXT TakeOver Houston will be in two rings <gasps> in oh, one Christ. steel cage. <sighs> <sighs> And it'll be war games! Yay! <laughs> yeah, yay! Pretty
1: much what happened. Yeah, and then you have Sandy on the ramp, like, celebrating. Oh,
0: super into it. Yeah, they they're were digging
1: it. Yeah, uh, Undisputed era. They're freaking they out. They're pretty much pooping in their pants. I
0: like because it's Kyle O'Reilly and it's Redragon, and they're, like, sort of just freaking out, like, pacing. And Adam Cole's just there still, like, with a shocked look on his face. Yeah. Like, oh, this went south quick. Yeah, this was not a good idea. Which
1: has kind of happened the last couple of times Undisputed Era is attacked. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's been Adam Cole's face. Like, ooh, this isn't going to Oh, my God. I, thought, I did not think this was going to happen. Oh, Karen says that they uh, they marked out hard at Full sale.
0: Dude, but, it, yeah, was, but it was it was freaking hardcore. Cool. Like, I, I even knew, like, you know, we get the spoilers from you guys when you're there. And so we knew about this, but the execution was so yeah, flipping perfect. perfect. Man, Regal is great. Um. And yeah, so Roderick Strong and Authors of Paint. So yeah, he, Roderick Strong is totally turning on the album. Probably. Of Pain. This is that's totally going to happen. Like, come on. They give him the R band. They commiserate Kayfabe off camera. Hey, this is what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. And then he turns.
1: Or do you think it's a possibility that uh, Donovan Dijak will debut? It'll be all of that. Yeah, it should be all I of mean, that. I
0: mean, they need. Here's the thing. Undisputed Era needs a reason to exist at the level that they want them to exist at. If you have five men and one of those guys is like, you know, eight feet tall, Donovan Dijak,
1: and you have Roderick Strong then you are a dominant force. Yeah, and if that happens, then the very next episode of NXT, you need to put Adam Cole on that mic. Yeah, I know. And give him 15 minutes, mm. 10 minutes at least. Yeah, he's not Enzo, dude.
0: Come on. 10 minutes is good. No, I
1: think he will be. He he could do a captivating 15 minutes.
0: Story time with Adam Cole, baby? Yeah. yeah, yeah. that'd be good.
1: What, the one promo he had was like a minute and a half? Yeah, I know. Give him some serious mic time. I know. Because we'll go into pain, what their plan is. Uh, I'll just
0: explain. that. you going up after Survivor Series?
1: I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, That'd surprise me, because this does feel like the culmination of their run. Yeah, kind I of, know. You know, pretty much right before people leave, they just kind of. Oscar's the exception. Mm-hmm. They, they're booked a little weaker. Mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, they. You know, Bobby Roode. Last of their be, obligations. Yeah, you look at Bobby
0: Roode. Literally, all they go. I will never forget that dude when he finally fought Roderick Strong at the end there,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and Roderick Strong went over as soon as the pinfall happened. You didn't see. It was literally, him literally. literally <laughs> like Bobby Roode disappeared. It was it like he teleported to
1: SmackDown that day.
0: And he did not show up on camera again. That was crazy.
1: Karen is correct. There's nothing left for authors of pain to do. There's nothing left for them to do. Nope. Let's said some questions.
0: Sanity super over huh? Oh yeah. would you like? Did you look at the thumbnail on my uh, non-news? I did.
1: It's Ricochet. It's, it's Ricochet. The most chill Ricochet ever.
0: Uh,
1: where are the questions? On Patreon, man. Oh yeah. <laughs> Andrew Mullen. Does Nikki Cross do the best character work in all of the WWE? She's in the top five. Top five for sure, man. Definitely. Yeah, she's really good. She's all in, 100% committed to that character, and it's great. Uh, Fat bastard champ Alex Foster, as happy as I am, you guys, mainly Steve, love NXT. Excuse me.
0: I feel like it's a lot more predictable than the main roster, thanks to all the undefeated streaks. Do you agree?
1: I like that. Uh... A lot of the debuting wrestlers, they just have them lose immediately. Um, Get that out of the way.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's becoming unpredictable. That's, you know, that's the Because I never would have figured they'd job Leo Rush out immediately. Yeah. Same with Redragon. dragon um,
1: Oh, we forgot to mention that they uh, officially announced Aleister Black versus mm-hmm. Vilveteen Dream.
0: Yeah, they had a it cool little promo for that. Yet. Yeah, that was yeah. neat. Uh, I think, so, <clears throat> generally, yeah, they've been following a certain formula um, in terms of the, the title stuff. You know, you you don't get uh, title changes at TV anymore um, because they did that back in the day. And so there is a level, you know, we know that Drew's probably going to beat Andrade Almas. Um, And you can kind of predict a pattern, but after Drew, there's any number. I mean, it could be Adam Cole. Excuse me. Could be Adam Cole. Could be Aleister Black. I mean, I don't, I don't, after that, I don't really know. Yeah. So, um, and then
1: once Ricochet comes.
0: I mean, you can kind of plot that on a main roster as well, though. Yeah. So I don't, I don't think it's any more predictable than main roster, to be honest with you. Uh, Karen, how would you rescue or resuscitate 205 live? Um, one suggestion allow 205ers to frequent main roster feuds. You've always been a big proponent of that. Yeah,
1: there should be a lot more crossover.
0: Um,
1: at this point,
0: okay, so here's the thing. Evidently, it doesn't need rescuing. It, creatively speaking, I think that I, you know my predilections lean towards you know rebranding it. Like NXT's branding, yeah, it's really just so good. It is the best branded show on friggin' wrestling right now. It is so well branded. Um, I I think honestly, like you know, I, I said I mentioned this before, and if the, if the ratings are fine, they're probably gonna take it. If it's not broke, don't fix it approach. Yeah. But if it, was, if it was my 205 Live. Nobody we, talked, ever, we talked about nobody, it a lot. Nobody ever says that. Nobody comes to 205 Live and says, this is my 205. Well, Maybe they Enzo did. kind of did, didn't he? He kind of did. Yeah, a little bit. Well, he,
1: he did. In he said the, he rescued it. Yeah, but he didn't want to like rebrand the show in his own image. Yeah. Which is what Bobby Roode had in mind for Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I just put it in an American Legion Hall. I put it in a small venue. Yeah. You know, 500 people. Maybe 400 or whatever.
1: The shout, Manhattan Center. Yeah,
0: the Hammerstein Ballroom. Put it there. People would be people would be going apeshit for those matches mm-hmm. because the matches consistently are very good. And if you just transport those matches into a PWG size arena or venue rather, oh my god! Let the, let the
1: wrestlers feed off the energy of the crowd. The crowd would
0: be nuts. Yeah, the crowd would be absolutely nuts. I understand why they're not doing that for you know financial reasons. Financial reasons. Yes. But oh my god! I mean, here's one thing to consider though. Is I mean I don't know how you can how much you can sell those tickets for, but if it's a small enough venue, you might be able to do pretty good. Mm-hmm. I don't know.
1: I mean, and tickets pe- for Raw aren't cheap.
0: People are coming to SmackDown for SmackDown. Nobody's going to the arena for two hundred five live. Yeah, you know.
1: Although I can't wait till SmackDown comes to Sacramento because mm-hmm. I want to experience I want to experience two hundred five live. Live firsthand, yeah, yeah, and also see what the crowd is actually like in person versus, yeah, sure, the televised broadcast. Yeah, I'll just show up for 205 live. There you go, yeah. in the dark batch afterwards. But no, I like, I,
0: I would, I would, re I would redesign it, I would rebrand it, but that's just, that's my own personal design predilections. I'm just not a fan of purple and orange, uh, and then put in a small arena. Uh,
1: official Fahad. hey, friendos, which. Uh, Independent wrestler, do you want to see jump over NXT and go straight to Maine? Thanks. Ricochet. Uh,
0: Yeah, at this point it would pretty much just be Ricochet. I mean, Kenny Omega would, you know. If
1: you consider him an independent wrestler. Yeah, I mean, I, I really don't.
0: But, I mean, you know, for the sake of the question. Yeah. Ricochet up until recently kind of wasn't either. He was signed.
1: Not the New Japan. He was the Freelancer. Oh, he was
0: a Freelancer then? Okay. There you go then. Uh, Indigo Dream Show Deontay Soigne, I think, is his name. Yeah. I personally believe Johnny Gargano is NXT Championship material. Do you see him winning the NXT Championship uh, this year? I, I don't. I think he was like NXT 2013 Championship material.
1: Like he mm-hmm. could have been a
0: Sami Zayn guy, mm-hmm. you know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: These days, there's too much going yeah, on. Yeah, I man. think
1: he'll be groomed for this particular storyline with Champa.
0: Hey, you know what?
1: Two hundred five You know, probably. you know what
0: aesthetic I really loved is the DIY aesthetic. How it was like what was like black, gray, and red? Yeah, right. Because they're part of Raw. Give it that kind of aesthetic. Yeah. Rebrand the entire 205 Live around Johnny Gargano. Well, I love, you and know, he's the champion
1: because he's the
0: 205 Live champion yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah.
1: The Tron they have above the ring at NXT. Mm-hmm. You know, the, he, uh, Gargano has a logo with like the winking face. The, yeah. How they. You'd like split the color phases. Yeah, sure. It's kind of like a 3D type effect. Or, yeah. Or, or, uh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. Like, no, yeah, That's yeah. That's great. Rebrand the show like that.
0: That's what I'm talking about. That's exactly what I'm talking about. That is beautiful. That is so good looking. Yeah. Rebrand the show like that. But Gargano, I see Gargano as a 205 Live oh, yeah. champion. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. For sure. He's,
1: he's, he's a guy that can bring uh, much needed star power and in-ring technical skill to 205 Live. I'm telling,
0: telling you, man.
1: That'd be great. Nemo, the Universal Kidney Punch Champion, when an NXT star gets called to main, do you think it's better for them to have a surprise debut like Bobby Roode or have a few weeks of promos to build up hype like Asuka? Depends on the star. Asuka, I think it worked, although I wish they would have handled her actual debut match a little better, and I wish people, excuse me, competitors in the women's division uh, were a bit more fearful of her because of those promos. Uh,
0: The correct answer is surprise. (laughs) <laughs> that's again a personal predilection i understand the appeal of the video things but nothing will ever make you mark out more than when somebody just
1: shows up shows
0: up oh it's a it's a thing of beauty man that's always been my favorite uh, but i get the i get the appeal i get the idea behind promos you know you want people to tune in for it yeah but you know in terms of these days like generating buzz you know you you at the store. You decided not to watch Raw tonight. You're on Twitter. Oh, what's going on Raw? Oh, crap. That happened? Okay, let me run. I kind of wish that
1: they had run those promos to kind of split the difference with Oscar. not necessarily announce when she's going to debut, but mm-hmm. still run the promos. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. It's oh, coming. Is cool. all yeah, you yeah, need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, then and then she then shows up
1: someday and then just destroys somebody. Yeah. That's how you make an impact. Mark of Steel. Hey, friendos. Is Kyrie saying a lock for the Women's Championship match at TakeOver, or could you see someone else pulling it out? Peyton Royce is uh, Marcus Steele's Dark Horse.
0: Yeah, mine too. I kind of thought... I I kind of had... She's either
1: going to win or she's going to eat the pin.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I know.
1: That's what it feels like.
0: Well, Kyrie Sane's not eating the pin. Nope. Nikki Cross not eating the pin. Nope. And I don't feel like Ember Moon... Ember Moon's not going to win, but I don't think she's going to eat the pin. Nope. If Peyton Royce wins, it's going to be over Ember Moon, though.
1: Yeah. Maybe. Kyrie is not taking the pin. No. That's not happening.
0: Um, a day with Tommy Ends. Oh. I have no actual question. I was just wondering if Steve can talk and Maurice Maurice race or no, i a minute at this. He's not been on TV, anyway. Really. He's not there. I'm very pregnant right now. I have a human being inside of me. It's very strange.
1: The madcap Mr. Lipkin, would you rather have Gargano versus Ciampa be it a takeover or a main roster pay-per-view for the Cruiserweight title? Both. Have a loser leaves NXT match. Gargano loses, goes to 205 Live. Ciampa follows him because he's psycho killer? Yeah. And they bl- have their eventual feud blow off for the cruiserweight title of Johnny Pizza. Nah, it has to be a takeover. Well, yeah, the the first match of takeover. Chamba's
0: not gonna be on two oh five, dude. He could, you never know. It's
1: not gonna be on two oh five.
0: Uh let's see. here. Uh, oh, I like this idea. Ben Kirkwood, do you think the two oh five live roster needs a gimmick match? To make it interesting, kind of like the Ultimate X match. Yes, I think that they, can have, they should have their own network specials, their own takeovers, if you will, to build to stuff and not just the afterthought matches on main roster. How long have you been
1: used? clamoring for a Cruiserweight title ladder match? It makes all the sense in the world. Too much sense.
0: Way too much sense. Do it. Yeah, I know.
1: Elimination Chamber match with Cruiserweights. Mm-hmm. That'd be great. Come up with something new, man. Yeah, yeah it's like a
0: new match. We got NXT now has their own war games. Come up with yeah. something for the cruiserweights. What's
1: well, something that WCW used to do? Uh, Doomsday cage for what the cruiserweights?
0: Um, That's the
1: three cages, one on top of the other on top of the other.
0: Oh, that'd be terrifying. They'd they'd be getting stupid on that. Uh, did they? Did WCW they didn't really do anything special with the cruiserweights, did they?
1: No. <laughs> no. No. No.
0: I don't know, man. Swimming pool deathmatch. Uh, Henry Harris, what are the chances Roderick Strong turns on Authors of Pain and joins the Undisputed Era?
1: 75%. Like a
0: million percent? Mm. Dude, it's all the percent. I will bet everything I have. Everything? All the money I have that exists on top of this table right here. There's no money on this table. I will give to you if it doesn't happen.
1: There's no money on this table.
0: I'm telling you, all the dollars I have on this table right zero here. Zero dollars. Do you know how much is, is in this trophy right here? There's always money in the banana stands. Oh, okay. One more question.
1: One more. Pick last question, Steve. Okay.
0: Um, oh, what a great question. Neil Bravefart Atchison. Atchison. What's happening with the Bruiser Race, with the UK division? I have no idea, but Pete Dunne the other day on the Twitter posted two pictures of him with that beautiful UK title, and he was in an arcade. He was <laughs> dang it! I wish, I wish I had this loaded up. I wish I knew this question. Was I think he
1: uh, know he had a match against Wolfgang at mm-hmm. the first uh, European. Yeah, they're show. at
0: least at least they're putting him on the UK tour. Yeah, so that's good. But it was funny, he posted up two pictures, one was in front of like some docks, I think, in the UK, and then the other one was uh, in like some empty arcade, and there was nobody else in the pictures, and I was like, what a great metaphor for the fact that he's cleaned out what, all three members I of the know. of the British, of the Brit division? I know. Oh my, are the UK divisions? What bummer, What are you doing with this guy? They're he's
1: not doing anything, that's the problem.
0: Dude,
1: I thought we were going to get British Strong Style
0: versus uh, Undisputed Era. That would been great. Right? Yeah. Didn't happen though. What are you doing? Like, figure it out, Vince.
1: Make up your mind.
0: Have I don't know who, not maybe not Regal. I don't know. Have somebody d- tuned into the British team say, "Here's a budget."
1: uh... "Do this." What's his name? Robbie Brookside. Right. Yeah, I was thinking yeah. from I from think of so. make him. I think so. Robbie, make him top producer on the show.
0: Do the, just do this.
1: Just do it. Yeah, I don't get it.
0: What the heck? killing my soul man Yeah, killing my soul with that stuff they're so great anyways
1: is that it for the show yep
0: alright there's a little bit of music for you ooh full screen too
1: yeah look at that anyway
0: that's it for the show thanks for tuning in we appreciate it until next time we'll talk to you guys later
1: bye